What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan. We're going to start today's episode off on a sad note. I'm sure all of y'all have heard by now, if you haven't, a white man by the name of Peyton Gendron killed more than nine people due to their race. I think a vast majority of the people that he killed were identified as black. Um, When I saw the... First of all, I get on Twitter, right? And there is a video. First of all, there's a picture of a gun and then there's the word like nigger written on the gun. So I'm like, what the fuck is this in reference to? But I just keep scrolling because it's always some bullshit on Twitter, right? Keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Then there's the video of a nigga just shooting people down. Like real life shooting people down. So I click on the shit. I usually don't click on shit like that, but I thought it was a fucking video game. So I clicked on the shit. The nigga Peyton whatever Peyton G that's what we're gonna call him I don't know the nigga last name the nigga is shooting people at a motherfucking supermarket because of their fucking race so I watched the video it took me a while to really process what the fuck I was looking at I'm seeing this nigga shooting people down he gets to the motherfucking supermarket and he's really just shooting people he comes across a white man in the supermarket and he and he gets ready to shoot the white man's like oh no 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 and the nigga shooting is saying oh I'm so sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and he continues to look for people of color to kill. Now, the area that he went to within Buffalo, New York, was a predominantly black area. I mean, this was a white supremacist premeditated move. The nigga was sadistic as fuck, nigga. Who the fuck wakes up, plans to kill people, and records the shit? The nigga live-streamed the shit on Twitch. This world is fucking wicked. I in the Like, I'm watching the video, right, and once I finally process what I'm looking at, my heart just fucking crashed and just broke and all I could think to do was just pray I don't even know what I pray for I pray for the people I pray for black people because what the fuck now the next thing I did actually this was the first thing I did before I broke into prayer I got on google and I searched the nigga name and I searched I searched Peyton G whatever the fuck the nigga last name is arrested because I had to confirm and make sure that the nigga was arrested because you know there are there have been cases where these white supremacists get to cry and scream, not even white supremacists, white people get to cry and scream mental illness, mental illness, mental illness, and they fucking take their asses to a fucking psych ward instead of imprisoning, imprisoning them people like they're supposed to. The nigga was arrested. They claimed, they identified it as a terrorist attack. They labeled it as a terrorist attack as it should have been. I mean, I don't know how many times this shit has to keep happening for change to take place i think it's really crazy that i feel like i gotta use my platform to talk about it bring attention to it i don't even think there's anything i could do other than pray and i don't even think it's on me or anybody else in the fucking black community to have to do anything i don't know who i think is responsible for fixing this problem within the united states but they got to get something going why the fuck is our organizations like the kkk still active functioning moving being a black person is scary. Um, you never know. Like, I don't even know what to say. Being a black person is just fucking scary. Because at any given moment, I could be targeted and harassed, killed even, for the color of my skin. And not only can I be killed by a regular-ass civilian, well, a crazy-ass civilian, I could be killed by the fucking police for the color of my skin. Um... The world is fucked up. United States do better. I saw that there had been like 198 mass shootings in the United States in 2022 alone. That's ridiculous. And then there's things like this that make me want to talk about like gun laws. But I don't even know what the fuck. I don't even know how the fuck I feel. Um, 
I don't even know how the fuck I feel. I seen a, I saw a video of a father that was, he was in the um, grocery store when that shit happened, right? And he talks about how him and his daughter were, there, were just there grocery shopping. They hear gunshots and his first instinct is, okay, let me take my daughter and hide in the motherfucking gun. I'm excuse me. I hide in the milk, the milk, uh, freezers. Like y'all know the, where the freezer, where they keep the milk and they hid behind there and they were safe by God's grace. They were safe, but it's just such a fucking scary fucked up time that we lived in. You know, yesterday we talked about the white boys showing up to the house with the motherfucking whip. Racist ass white people have a privilege. <laughs> they are privileged enough to be able to do the racist shit that they got going on in their mind and in their hearts. They can really, uh, they can really showcase that shit blatantly in public. And it's very rare that shit will happen to them. Um, it's sad. It's fucked up. All I can say is this world is fucked up and bitch, where the fuck can you go? If you can't go to the motherfucking supermarket, you can't go to a motherfucking church. You can't go anywhere nowadays without being afraid of being gunned the fuck down and who the fuck records this shit it's even okay so the nigga was obviously the nigga was fucking crazy hateful whatever he records the shit niggas are sitting and watching the twitch live streaming like i don't even know what i would have expected those people to do like i said i don't think it's on the civilians but i'm sure it was a bunch of white supremacists in the twitch watching it having a good old time how can you watch that and be okay with that shit? That shit was so sad. Like I said, I thought that was a video game, the way the motherfuckers was being gunned down. Like, I thought I was watching, like, a motherfucking um, Call of Duty Twitch live stream. Like, I did not realize it was real life. And the nigga was dressed, prepared, for like, he was in combat attire. Um, I heard that he, there was a security guard at the supermarket. They shot at the nigga. And the nigga was so protected in armor that it didn't even phase him. He shot back security guard. Security guard died. The shit is bullshit. It's just sad. We got to lift the mood up, mood up a little bit, right? I just wanted to get that out the way because I thought that that was ridiculous. Um, first of all, let me say this. I always... Anytime I see shit like that, it just reminds me that we're not that far away from the civil rights movement. We're not that far away from segregation. We're not that far away from any of the hateful shit that black people have fought for years to overcome. That's what I'm like. I don't even know what the people can do. I don't even know. All right, we're going to move past that. It's just fucked up. Um, damn, I ain't even retweeted. That was kind of like a bitch. You see that tweet, but I ain't even retweeted. Y'all can look up the nigga name. Really just look up white man shoots people in grocery stores. Some shit will come up. That ain't even the first time a white man went and did some shit up in a grocery store. This shit's getting crazy. Everybody probably starts needing, like, I think everybody needs to be mentally assessed nowadays. Like every fucking, while they're sitting and worrying about abortion and condoms and a whole bunch of other bullshit, they need to be sitting and figuring out how they about to have us coming in for mental assessments on a regular. But you know what they would do in cases like that? They will probably start indicting and, um, sending black people off to what you call it to, um, psych wards for nothing the nigga went and killed black people out of fear of black people washing out the white race like nigga what world do you live in how the fuck we gonna do that okay um damn i don't even know where to go after that let me do a, <laughs> we're doing a brief intermission early i don't even mean to be laughing but my brain is just kind of like farted after letting all that out let's do a brief intermission we'll come back we'll do some shit and then we'll end today's episode 
Might be a short episode. Run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, we are back. So you guys know that I always talk about how I do not call myself a hip-hop connoisseur. I will never tell you guys that I know everything about hip-hop because I don't. As y'all know, I miss like a huge chunk of hip-hop music, history, all that. Um, but I will say, and I don't think I've ever talked about it here, I'm a huge Drake fan. Like, I've told y'all I like Roddy Rich. I told y'all I love like a singing-ass nigga, a Chris Brown, a, a Rod Wave, but Drake? Drake is probably actually my favorite rapper. Yeah, Drake is my favorite rapper. I don't know if I've ever told you guys that, but I think Drake comes next after Lil Wayne. And so the other day I was actually listening to a Drake album. Y'all remember I told y'all I was down in the dumps. I mean, y'all seen it on one of the episodes this week on Monday. I was down in the dumps, right? On Tuesday, I was really down in the dumps, and I actually went to a playground. Excuse me. I went to a playground to get my mind right I just wanted to be outside so I go to a playground I'm swinging and something told me to just play Drake's album views so I'm playing views and as sad as I wanted to be I'm singing along to the songs thinking damn Drake you really be spitting like these songs go hard and so today it was on my mind to ask my Instagram followers what they thought the best Drake album was one thing about me is I definitely judge you based off of your perception of quality music in specific as it regards to Drake if you tell me X Y and Z is your favorite Drake album I'm a I'm a judge you okay just like I said I ain't no hip-hop kind of sore but come on I could definitely tell you which Drake album slaps which Drake album doesn't so first of all if you aren't already doing so follow me on Instagram at constantstapod or follow me at blackmocha b-l-a-c-k-m-0-c-h-a that's my personal page that's where I you know, try to interact with you guys outside of just YouTube videos. So I asked my Instagram followers which album, which Drake album was the best. And I'm going to read y'all, I'm going to read y'all what people said. And I'm going to let you know what these responses tell me about these people. So we got a couple people said, take care. Now to me, if you tell me that take care is your favorite Drake album, all I'm thinking is you playing it a little too safe. Take care was a good album. But Take Care dropped way too long ago for you to tell me that that's Drake's best album, considering he's dropped some hot projects after that. Take Care is good, don't get me wrong, but do you listen to Drake if Take Care is your favorite album? You probably listen to him intermittently every once in a while, but you ain't a Drake fan if Take Care is your favorite album. Nothing was the same. Nothing was the same is also very safe. Like, I, out of Nothing Was the Same and Take Care, I feel like, let me look at the, the list of songs on both. Mm. Nothing was the same was good. Those two are tied. I feel like those were both very, like, th that was the same version of Drake. I don't think we saw much um, development in Drake's music or Drake's ability to make good music. You know what I'm saying? Those were great albums, but it was still just very baseline, very plateaued, very same energy Drake. So if you tell me that you like Take Care and Nothing Was the Same, those are your favorite Drake albums. I think we all like them. But if you tell me those were the, those were the best Drake albums, girl, guy, whoever, go back and listen to some motherfucking Drake. Listen to all of his projects. Come back and then we can talk. Because you a little bit of a, you a novice in the Drake game, okay? 
What did somebody else say? We got some views, hands down. Views, hands down. Views is a good album. Views is actually a great album. That's the album that I told you I was listening at the playground, and I was like, damn, this is a banger right here. Like, Views is a go-getter. I think Views is definitely one of Drake's best projects, but I don't think it's Drake's best. But Views is hot. We got Keep the Family Close. I mean, he opened that project with a motherfucking banger. Um, You With Me, Feel No Ways, Hype, Western Road Flows. Okay, Redemption with you, Faithful, still here. Okay, Views might actually be. Views might be the best. I was torn between Views and another one. I'm getting to the other one as I go down what people said about their favorite Drake albums. But Views is definitely up there. I think Views is Views might actually be his best. Because there's like no skips. Views had Controller and One Dance. I don't, okay, I was in college when Controller and One Dance hit. I was in college when this whole album dropped. And there was something about Controller that just set the mood in the room. When Controller came on and you were at a party, a kickback, a vibe, you, like the whole mood changed. Everybody was lit. Everybody had a good time. For the girls that are fly, like walls, flies on the wall, the girls that don't dance, everybody was kicking it to controller. Like, you going to dance to some damn controller because controller got you in the mood. Even One Dance got you in the mood. One Dance was when Drake tried, I guess, to start dibbling and dabbling. And um, I didn't even realize this kid was on the track. But that's when he started dibbling and dabbling in his cultural. Y'all know Drake be doing the different cultural swings. Drake don't know if he want to be motherfucking from the UK, motherfucking uh, Caribbean. He don't know what he want to be. And it's okay, Drake. We accept all different forms of you. But Views is a hot album. Fire and Desire, Too Good, Child's Play. I I love this album. Views is a hot album. If you told me Views was one of your fa- is your favorite Drake album, I'm like, okay, you took some time to listen to the nigga because it's a good album. All right, somebody says Scorpion. Scorpion was the album, if I'm not mistaken, where he split. He gave us the A track, the the A list and the B list, right? I fuck with everything on the B list. I think Scorpion started going like, I'm not gonna lie, I skipped through a lot of the tracks on the A list in scorpion more so because i'm definitely into like singing drake softer drake and so i think that's why i really do like views i think views is a great project but uh, scorpion scorpion was hot when we got to the b side because like i said that's the side of drake that i like the sensual soft give it to me drake um i think i skip every song in the a-list and i start really listening to the album like for real for like no skip starting at mob ties that's eight tracks in that's tough. Scorpion's all right. I wouldn't say that's the best album. Brianna said that was his best album. Brianna, we're gonna have to talk about that one. Um, yeah, no, no, no to Scorpion. Scorpion is not his best, but we can't play. It definitely has peak on there. Summer Games, Jaded, Finesse, Ratchet, Happy Birthday, Blue Tint. I mean, he got some good tracks. After Dark, it definitely has some good tracks, but it's not his. It's not his best. No. All right. So everyone else pretty much said, "Take care." Nothing was the same. Um. Somebody said, somebody said a very interesting part. They, they said So Far Gone. So Far Gone is a very interesting album to choose as Drake's fa- as Drake's best album. Look, I'm telling you, I'm a Drake fan, right? Okay, So Far Gone. I remember listening to So Far Gone. I remember getting home from school, getting on LimeWire and typing in Drake and downloading all the songs that came up and all of them were from so far gone right so we got houston Atlanta, vegas successful november 18th a night off little bit best i ever had unstoppable a unstoppable was my fucking shit with lil wayne i told you i love lil wayne any track that was drake and lil wayne bitch i was running that shit i learned them lyrics in a week i was fucking with that shit 
it had congratulations. Oh my God, this came out in 2009. So this was the time where niggas still had boom boxes. I don't know if y'all remember boom boxes. I used to have a, my dad used to have a big ass boom box, like big as shit. In order to walk through the door, I had to turn sideways to get through the door. And I used to burn a lot of CDs. Y'all know LimeWire was hot back then, right? So I used to get home from school and burn a bunch of tracks from LimeWire onto a CD. And so I had different mixes that I would play on the boom box. And I would carry that big ass boom box into the shower with me. And congratulations and unstoppable were on my shower CD. And I used to run them bitches to the motherfucking ground. But it also has Breeze Interlude on it, this um, album. Mixtape, whatever. I would not say that this is Drake's best. If you tell me that So Far Gone is Drake's best, that gives me you trying to... You want me to think that you know Drake like that, but it's not given that you really sat and listened to the nigga's projects because he's dropped better shit than this. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so the one that I'm surprised nobody said anything about was More Life. I thought More Life was an amazing album. Let's look at the tracks on More Life. More Life and Views is tied, but I think Views is better. I don't know. I'm, t- I'm tied between Views and More Life. I don't know. We're going to go through the through the fucking playlist of more life more life was really good i'm so surprised nobody said anything i remember when i first listened to more life and i heard the song passion fruit passion fruit is the third track on the song first of all whenever i listen to an album i try to go through it a couple times without skipping right just to give myself a feel of the actual music because when i first listen to a song i think i'm listening to the beat the second time i come back and i listen to the song i'm listening to the lyrics the third time i come back and i listen to the song i'm listening to the beat and the lyrics, you know what I'm saying? And then like the fourth time I listen to it, I'm like going through and just feeling the vibe of the song or whatever. Like all of the components together. And I remember I heard Passion Fruit and I was like, damn, Drake, you didn't have to do it like that. Like that really just, I don't even know what that took me back to, but it made me feel good on the inside. I love how we started it, stopped it, said we got to run that shit back and came in again. It definitely gave itty bitty picky vibes, but it wasn't like a quote unquote ratchet song. Like not ratchet, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, a uh, hype song was like a smooth, sensual R&B style feel. I really love, like like I said, a singing ass nigga. Okay, so this is a really great album because it has Get It Together, Madiba Redim, Blem, 4422 with Sampha. Like what? That was such a smooth ass song. That was a sexy ass song. Um, Galchester, Portland, Sacrifices. Like I'm surprised nobody said this album. Nothing's into something. Teenage Fever. This shit feel like Teenage Fever. Hey, that is a good song. Um, Since Way Back When, Glow. Watch out for me, I'm about to glow. The album's good. Ice Melts. Damn, how many Young Thug? He got Young Thug on this album quite a lot. Do Not Disturb. This is a good album. Okay, so sorry, y'all. I'm giving y'all the whole Drake discography. But I do think More Life trumps it. I mean, excuse me. I do think Views trumps More Life. But these two are really good albums. If you told me you liked either or, I'd be like, yeah, you 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 know some Drake. You a real music visionary. So I want to know y'all's favorite Drake album. I should have asked you before to see so y'all didn't get, um, you know, so that y'all's opinions aren't changed based off of what I said. But what is Drake's best album to you? Comment them down below. If you don't think Drake's a good rapper, something's wrong with you. If you don't think Drake's the best rapper, something's wrong with you. But go ahead and comment down below. Let me know, you know, who your favorite rapper is. <laughs> Ain't no way you're going to say somebody better than Drake. Um, Drake just be hitting that shit, spitting that shit. Anybody that says they don't like Drake, I feel like you're really saying that shit for attention. Like, it's cool to not like Drake. Every time Drake drops an album, everybody turns turns into a fucking music critic, and they saying a bunch of shit, and them niggas ain't really saying shit. Speaking of, Drake's last album was good, 
But I'm not surprised that nobody said that was his best. I'm actually happy nobody said that it was his best because it wasn't his best, but it was good. It was really good. I love Drake. I listen to Drake all the time. Um, I remember I remember my first concert being a Drake concert. Me and Brianna went to a Drake concert. We paid that shit on uh my brother gave I don't even know I don't know if my brother helped pay for Brianna's ticket. I don't know. My brother looked out and that we went to the Drake concert. I remember putting going to Safeway putting cash on a prepaid card because we didn't have credit cards at the time and we went and we saw Drake and we had a blast I saw Drake and Lil Wayne together that was a moment like if you've never seen Drake and Lil Wayne in concert together I mean I don't even know what you like you just missed out because we're never going to get that again you know what I'm saying all right so y'all can see how passionate I get about some Drake I do love me some Drake okay is that all I have to say I think that's all I have to say in regards to Drake shout out to Young Thug though because Young Thug bodied all the songs he was in on more life and he's in jail right now i think free young thug free gunner i don't really listen to them like that but anytime they on a feature anytime they are a feature on a song that i like a drake song whoever song i'm like yeah them niggas can rap so free them niggas because they do make some good music okay um so y'all told i told y'all that i went to the park the other day to sit on the swings right i get on twitter and i see a tweet let me try to read i'm gonna try to okay here's a tweet It says, welcome to Toronto, where childless adults are presumptively perverts, in parentheses, or worse. And it shows a sign that says, no adults without children allowed in the playground. And then this tweet is then quote retweeted by somebody, and it says, only a a weirdo will be mad about this rule. Look, I get the rule. It makes a lot of sense. I think it's a great rule, especially for uh, children and parents. I think parents parents can really benefit from the rules of this playground. But like I said, I do go to playgrounds to swing. I really love the swings. Um, the day that I went to the playground, I went to an old park that I used to go to and there were no swings there. The actual, the playground was actually like gone. They destroyed it. And I was so devastated. So I went on the search for another playground. I'm sitting in Google, like playgrounds with swings. So anyways, I'm saying all that to say that I love the swings. I love playgrounds. If I pulled up to a playground and they were like, no kid, no adults without kids, I'd be like, damn, but I wouldn't cry about it. I would just find another one. It's not that big of a deal, but like, damn playgrounds really are lit not lit just the swings are lit like I feel like when I have my own home I gotta put a swing set there like swings really are nostalgic for me I remember being a kid trying to swing as high as I could trying to swing over top of the damn swings like swings always made me feel unstoppable on top like I could fly I love the swing so it was sad to not see um, um a playground in my old to the playground that I went to but um Besides the point, I ain't got nothing to say about the sign. Like like I said, I think it's a good sign. I think there are great benefits of the sign. Uh, that was a little insensitive that someone would say you're weird if you thought that, that was the sign was a problem. But not that the sign is a problem. It's just like a damn. If you get to a playground and you see that, you'd be like, damn, all right, I guess I got to find something else. And on Tuesday, I found out that, damn, it's kind of hard to find a good park with swings. Like, they don't put swings on fucking playgrounds anymore. When I was younger, they had a tire swing. Have you ever been on a tire swing? When I was younger, they had a tire swing at the playground, and the like the strongest big kid at the playground would push everybody on the tire swing. By big kid, I mean like older kids, so maybe they're like in sixth grade, pushing the first graders, second graders, third graders. And when you get on the tire swing, like like maybe four people can fit on the tire swing. It's better if it's like two people on the. It's probably like two or three people on the tire swing. It's better when there's two people on the tire swing, right? Because you're sitting on an actual big tire. And that bitch swings around, and you just have the time of your life. Like, I would love to get on a tire swing now. I don't even think I'll be able to find a tire swing. Do y'all know what a tire swing is? Um, If you grew up on Richmond Highway, you probably know what a tire swing is. 
if you if you know if you know what Malvern Square is, you know what a tire swing is. Um, the tire swing was definitely lit. Playgrounds are lit. They got to put more of those out. I don't even know what kids be doing anymore. Kids be on their phones and tablets and shit like that. Put them kids, take them kids outside. Let them have fun. I get irritated whenever I hear the kids outside yelling and cussing and doing shit. But at the same time, well, the cussing they could chill on the cussing, but uh. At the same time, it's good to see them outside and not on electronics. The other day, I was walking, though, super random. I was walking, and I seen it was nighttime, and I seen this little kid on his iPad walking. And I wanted to say, yo, you cannot be on your iPad later. Now, you need to be checking your surroundings. But I didn't want to act like I was his parents. I didn't say anything. But I was like, damn, I'm at that age where I care about little kids' well-beings. Like, I'm not your parent, but I want to make sure you good. Getting too old. Speaking of always looking out for people, y'all know I have a problem with that. I have a serious problem with trying to be everybody's fucking savior i've talked to y'all about it i have a savior complex and it's getting to the point where it's like constance you cannot save everybody and i have to give myself that pep talk on a regular basis i constantly have to remind myself that i cannot save everybody as much as i can see that what my friend or what my family member or what someone that i love is doing is going to take them down a bad route i um excuse me, down a bad route, I have to remind myself that it is their life and what they're doing in their life is is the journey that they have to go through on their own. I can't control that. And I noticed that I really will allow myself, like, well, how can I say this? I think I am teaching myself how to detach from the lives of others. Having this savior complex makes me feel so connected to my loved ones, right? And so when I see them doing something, even though it doesn't affect me, I feel the pain of what I know they'll be going through if they go through with the shit that, they sh- that I think that they shouldn't be doing. Does that make sense? I love so much. Like, I love my friends and my family members so much that I want to save them any chance that I get. And so when I see them doing things that I think could be detrimental to them, I feel that pain. And so I'm constantly trying to redirect them, but I have really had to push myself to just step back and allow people to live their lives because people let me live my lives although I'll say this I do appreciate when friends take it upon themselves to say Constance that don't make sense get your head in the game you know that's the kind of person I am I'd rather you tell me than let me do but some people would rather do than have you tell them and so I've talked to y'all about it a lot I struggle with that I really do I've worked on mine and my business um I got news recently that did not, I did not fuck with the news, but I didn't want to be that friend that was like a Debbie Downer. Like if, if that's what makes my friend happy, then I will just have to sit in that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that is a challenge, especially being a friend or just loving people. Nobody talks about that. Wanting to save people, but understanding that you can't save everybody. And not even like in a fucked up way. It's just like some people really just got to go through shit themselves and I'm working on that and and learning to step back from that and it's hard for me um I don't know what it I think because I've gone through shit I feel like I've lived so many lives in one right and so I feel like I've just seen a lot and so I really want to prevent people from doing that from going through the shit that I've gone through that's why I love the fact that I have this podcast because I get to potentially help somebody that might be going through some shit that I went through. That's why I talk a lot about myself on here. Like a lot of the times when I talk about people, I think y'all know I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to a younger version of me. I'm talking to, and, and excuse me, I'm talking to a younger version of me and I'm hoping that maybe somebody can relate and so that it'll help them. Um, I just hate to see people going down the path that I've already gone through. Excuse me. Especially since I've already learned the lesson from that thing. I think it's only fair that I share the wealth and knowledge so that you don't go through it. But I'm, 
what can you do? What can you say? You know? Yeah. <clears throat> I've just been learning to be very quiet. <laughs> I feel bad being quiet, too, though, because it's like we're all here to help each other. Why would I let you go through that? But, hey, it is what it is. I feel like I've talked about it a lot because I really struggle with that. I really fucking do. Who? Okay. I do not have any advice column submissions ready for you guys, and I think that that's okay. I think we've talked a lot in today's episode. I'm not going to go through the bowl or go through anything else. We're going to wrap today's episode up. It's Sunday. Enjoy your Sunday. Where I live, the sun's actually fucking shining. So, uh, enjoy your Sunday, guys. Hopefully, this will be up before nighttime with the way shit be going. It's, it's never usually up before nighttime. But we're going to try today. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a great day. If you need advice, give me a call. 240-587-3186. You can also click the link down below in the description box or click the link in my Instagram bio. That will take you to um, my advice column. There you can leave an anonymous submission. If you give me a call, you must wait until you hear the beep. When you hear the beep, then you can leave your voicemail and I'll play your voicemail here on this podcast. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Leave me a review and rating after today's show. We're on episode 171, bitch. We're on 190 subscribers. Ho, the, sh- the family is growing. I love you guys. I really appreciate it. Episode 171. Y'all remember when I hit my 100th episode? Like, I've done almost 100 episodes with y'all in the past three months. That's amazing to me. It feels good. It feels great. Yesterday, I was like, what am I going to podcast about today? And I got through another fucking day. So proud of myself. Make sure you guys remind yourself why you're proud of yourself. Um, I didn't even talk about this earlier. But, you know, after I watched, after I saw the the shooting in Buffalo, New York, and Honestly, this morning I was on the internet and I just saw a bunch of sad ass shit and I was like, all right, this is a little bit too much for me. <laughs> so I, I got off the internet and I just kind of chilled and kept it to myself. I washed my hair, which by the way, when I washed my hair, it was fucking purple when I got out and shout out to Kim. She put me on to, if you have blonde hair and you use purple shampoo and your hair comes out blonde, go in with baking soda. I use baking soda and, or baking powder, baking soda. I use baking soda and a white shampoo and I washed the purple out in one go. So, yeah, that that's pro tip for anybody with blonde hair. But anyways, I yeah, I was just looking at all the fucked up shit that happened in the world. And I think, not even I think, I'm going to push myself to no more complaints. No more whining and crying about my first world problems. Because my life is just, I have my life. And, and I say that humbly. I'm very blessed to be here right now, especially at the rate that black people are dying. I'm very blessed to be here. If you are watching this, you are very blessed to be here. I'm done complaining. And I'm just about to be so, like, nonchalant about life. Life is what it is. I don't even care no more. Like, I'm really removing myself from caring and worrying and stressing about shit because there really ain't nothing to worry about. You can really force... The mind is so powerful. You can really force yourself to think about some shit that really don't have... It doesn't fucking matter, but you convince yourself to think that that shit fucking matters. Your parents convince you to think that that shit fucking matters. Somebody makes you think that that shit matters, and now your brain is fucking wired to think that you need to spend time worrying about some shit that really don't fucking matter. So live life, enjoy life. You guys enjoy your fucking Sunday. Um, Yeah, y'all. I'm blessed. We're blessed. God is good. Uh, I pray that we all make it through today and into tomorrow screenshot this post on your instagram story let me know you made it this far um what else is the speech y'all y'all know what to do if you made it this far you know what to do hopefully hopefully y'all have seen all my episodes i have never i don't think i've ever told y'all this but like i have episodes outside of youtube so this is a visual podcast but i don't think i started podcasting until like my 
probably like 50th episode. I, I didn't start like putting a visual aspect until like my 50th episode. So you guys can check out my earlier episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and you can hear the progression and transformation of this whole podcast. Um, it's totally different than what it was in the beginning. I love the growth. I love the development. I love that y'all are on this journey with me. If you guys want to listen to, if you guys want to listen to how old was I like, 22 year old Constance go ahead and check out those old episodes because now I'm 25 Ooh, I've grown so much okay you guys we're gonna end today's episode I'll see you tomorrow peace